About 10 years ago, I made a very big mistake when it comes to nutrition, and it has to do with this bottle. About 10 years ago, I tried to basically manually create a better diet because I did work out for quite some time and I didn't really see results. So I tried to eat more and more and more and simultaneously I tried to stick to a low-fat diet. What happened is that in the following years my satiation would be decreased while simultaneously I would have more cravings while simultaneously I would also just not in the following years then not really um, succeed at implementing the ketogenic diet into my life and a few days before I now discovered a kind of solution and the solution is to just add a more oil to a diet more oil is basically just synonymous almost to more fat if you add more fat to your diet what happens actually so there are three different macronutrients these are basically the big nutrients that give you energy there are macronutrients on the one side and the micronutrients on the other side the macronutrients are fat carbohydrates and protein and turns out one of these is something you don't need at all your body doesn't need them at all because it can create them out of the other two and which one it is you can think about it for a second and now i will tell you and the one is carbohydrates you can create carbohydrates out of fat your body can create carbohydrates out of fat which is gives you the option to not consume any carbohydrates at all so what this means is you can get all of your energy out of protein and fat so now in terms of satiety these three different micronutrients actually have different satiety mechanisms and also trigger different chains of effects that down the line will impact how you live your life because they majorly impact how you feel about your diet, how satiated about your diet you are and also how healthy you are able to eat. So when it comes to now oil, why is oil so crucial? Out of the three nutrients, the carbohydrates, what they do is they increase insulin very high. Protein also increases insulin. So basically it raises, first of all, the blood sugar. When it enters your body, your bloodstream, so you eat something, then it gets digested. And once it enters the bloodstream, carbohydrates spike the blood sugar. Because carbohydrates are nothing else than simpler or more complex sugars. So now, if you eat carbohydrates, they spike your blood sugar. And now your body, since it cannot handle high blood sugar very well, has something called insulin, which is a hormone that actually brings the blood sugar down. How does it do this? It takes the sugar and brings it into the cells of your body. So now the idea is that both a high blood sugar is not very good and also high insulin is not very good. You want to have the insulin system working you want it to be ready the problem is if you eat carbohydrates again and again and more and more and simpler and simpler sugars so basically crap food think of it as chocolate as sweets then what happens is that your body releases insulin all the time but the cells are already kind of full they don't want it anymore therefore you still have high blood sugar and your body releases more insulin but it doesn't really work because it doesn't take the sugar out of the blood so therefore your body has a problem and over time your insulin sensitivity so how well your body responds to insulin decreases which is effectively just making 
your body's hormones, such as insulin, less efficient. So now the question is, what role does the fat again have? Out of the free items, the carbohydrates increase the blood sugar drastically and also insulin drastically. Protein also triggers insulin, but not as much as carbohydrates. And when it comes to the carbohydrates, a rule is the more complex the carbohydrate is, the less it triggers the blood sugar and also insulin or creates the blood sugar and triggers the insulin as an effect chain. When it comes to protein, we have a little bit of insulin release, still a little bit, but fat actually is the thing now out of the three macronutrients that triggers the least insulin, almost none insulin. So why is this so important? Because fat simultaneously also has a very high satiation feeling when you eat it because your body actually has kind of two mechanisms where it can, by which it can measure the contents of a diet, basically how much you already ate. How much you already ate is divided into two categories. The first one is the quality of the thing you're eating. And when it comes to the quality, we are now mainly talking not about the quality of food, such as you would think of the quality of food, but how nutrient dense a food is. And about the quantity, we are just purely talking about the quantity, the volume of the food. So if you eat something and your stomach expands, what happens is that your stomach expands and your body has actually sensors that realize how much your stomach expands when eating. This is the first satiety mechanism. The second satiety mechanism is that your body has sensors that sensor how much nutrients are in the things you are eating. So if you drink a bottle of this, then your satiety mechanism, the quality mechanism will be done for days basically. Because if you drink a liter of olive oil, because olive oil has, has almost 1000 calories per 100 grams, so per gram almost 10 calories, which is insane. Carbohydrates, for example, only have 4 calories per gram and protein is similar also with 4, 4 or 5 calories per gram. So now, what was the mistake I made? The mistake I made 10 years ago is that I tried to go low fat. If you go low fat, then the satiety mechanism of so protein are also satiate. Proteins are also satiating. Carbs in the short term are also kind of satiating. But the problem with carbs is this. If you eat carbs, your blood sugar rises and then insulin is released. Therefore, your blood sugar falls again. If your blood sugar falls, hunger is basically triggered. The hunger me mechanism is triggered whenever either the blood sugar is falling or your stomach shrinks. So now the problem is if you eat carbohydrates, then you have a spike in blood sugar, which then insulin gets released and then it sinks again and then you're hungry again. Therefore you eat carbohydrates again. Doom, 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 doom. You get the idea. It rises, it falls, it rises, it falls. Therefore your blood sugar is unstable. And since your brain depends on your blood sugar, your brain can also run on ketones, which are a byproduct of splitting fat into sugar. But the idea is usually if you are not on a ketogenic diet or you don't 
intentionally fast for long periods of time, then you don't have high levels of ketones. Therefore, your brain's power, your brain's performance relies on your body's ability to have a stable blood sugar. If you now cut out the carbohydrates theoretically completely, your body's ability to produce a stable blood sugar, which is needed for the organs, for the muscles, for the glycogen in the muscles, has to work better. And it also over time tends to work better because by constantly introducing carbohydrates by eating, what you are effectively doing is you're constantly telling your body, please try to regulate my blood sugar. And since the brain's performance is highly dependent on the level of blood sugar, your brain's performance kind of also correlates with the blood sugar spikes and falls. This is what is known. So one of these blood sugar falls that then creates kind of a hunger after eating something that is very simple in carbohydrates, this is known as hangriness. And if you ever experience something like this, it's a state you don't want to be in all the time. So now the mistake I made is try to reduce the fat. There is also something else about the fat. If you eat something with carbohydrates that spikes the blood sugar and then releases insulin and then stores all the things into the cells simultaneously, but you eat also fat, what then happens is that the fat gets stored together with the sugar, which is something that you don't want because you don't want to have the fat stored because fat actually can also... So if you just eat fat without the... the the carbohydrates, then your blood sugar doesn't go as high and therefore it just stays a little bit longer in the bloodstream and therefore your body can just use it basically over a longer period of time and digest it over a longer period of time. But if the fat now also gets stored with the blood sugar, then the problem is, or the sugar taken out of the blood, then the problem is it is not there for actually working properly. And therefore you get hangry again because of the carbohydrates and this creates all of this cycle I just described. So basically a large portion of what you perceive as hunger is caused by constantly eating carbohydrates. If you now reduce the carbohydrates to 50 grams to 25 grams or to even completely zero, what happens is that your body burns fat all the time and uses the protein mostly for, for building things for protein synthesis. And the idea now is, why would you then just constantly eat carbohydrates if you also have the option to introduce fat into your life and to eat basically as much fat as you want, of course, calories in, calories out. But the idea is that this whole calories in, calories out, of course, still has to apply the law of thermodynamics. But the idea is now that there are also other factors in this equation, such as hunger, such as satiety, that are kind of codependent on other factors in this calories in, calories out. Because it is much harder to adhere to a, for example, calorie reduction when you constantly eat carbohydrates than it is compared to a low carbohydrate diet. And that's the idea behind this. So basically, by introducing fat into your life and also protein, you're basically skewing the ratio of carbohydrates to protein to fat into basically reducing the carbohydrates by 
increasing the amount of the other two things. The proportion increases of the other two macronutrients, which then means that even if the whole equation is still the same, you will feel less hungry, you will mentally be much more stable also because of the ketones that actually have additional benefits and also for long-term living and increasing your lifespan. This also has a lot of benefits, a lot of benefits. But mostly what I realized is whenever I tried to go a few days on fasting or on the ketogenic diet, because they are very similar, what happens is that your hunger goes down, your cravings go down, your mental stability goes up. Of course, your body has to adapt to this new lifestyle. Your body has to learn to actually make, to actually better or to increase the efficiency of turning fat into carbohydrates and therefore having a constant blood sugar, which is something many of us cannot really do to a basis where it isn't stable. And when it comes to this, here is a very specific trick. In the beginning, if you try to introduce a low-carb diet, you may come up with headaches. You may um, experience headaches, very serious headaches. And this is caused by a dysregulation of the body, salts intake. Because carbohydrates, if you, these are not carbohydrates, but if you have carbohydrates, carbohydrates actually come with a lot of water stored in the carbohydrates. And also just the different food categories have different proportions of salt. So if you, for example, eat carbohydrates, then by digesting the carbohydrates, you basically are constantly releasing water. And then if your carbohydrates are stored in your muscle glycogen and also your liver glycogen, and then they are released, basically water is constantly released. And if you now switch to a ketogenic diet and you just burn fat, you don't have the constant release of water. And also there are some other things that play into this, just such as how much salt you eat and how much the different proportion of salt is sodium and potassium. So what I would recommend, at least out of my own experience, is this. Whenever you either go on a ketogenic diet or on fasting, constantly add a little bit of salt to the thing you drink, which is pure water. I would recommend pure water because this doesn't tinker with something else, with breaking a fast or... So what I do is I take basically water and just add a little bit of salt. And this almost completely gets rid of these side effects, these headaches, at least after you adapted to this new lifestyle.